0: I'd like the opportunity to talk about our great friends at Grimley's, the number one source for fasteners and construction supplies in Melbourne. If you're on a construction site and need product urgently, then you can count on Grimley's Direct. Getting your orders to you on time, every time at speed with our fleet of Grimley's vans and trucks direct from us to you. It's that simple. Grimley's has been in the game for more than 30 years, earning a reputation built on grit, determination, and a focus on delivering the best Sourced fasteners and construction supplies with a whatever it takes type attitude. Uh, whether it's a large commercial job, a small domestic little project, hard working tradies need the right products at the right time. Grimley goes above and beyond to deliver on the details. Grimley's always aims for the best solutions to your products. Go to grimley's.com.au for delivery that you can count on.
1: Hello all and welcome back to
0: another another
1: episode of Life on Brian. Brian, how are you?
0: I'm good, I'm here and ready to go. And uh, is it the life of Harrison or life of Brian? It seems well it's to be... the life
1: of Dion today. Dion
0: Prestier is oh, in the yes. studio. Dion welcome. Yeah, thank you. Very exciting. But uh, just uh, fill in the uh, why Dion's here, Harrison, because he's um, well number one. He's a footballer. Yeah, and so a very good one at that. It's we been speak a cool to one the occasional time. footballer.
1: Yep. So Dion mm-hmm. went to school at Assumption College. Yep. With Jordan um, and myself, I was there probably three years younger than them. But yep. um, that's where it all fits in. So, yep. what else do you want to know? No, that's about <laughs> it, I guess.
0: So, D you, you went where, where? Where were you before you went to Assumption College?
2: Uh yeah. So, I grew up in Craigieburn. Craigieburn. Um, right. So day student at at, uh, at Assumption. So, yeah, about an hour on the bus every every day. So I was picked up right outside my house uh, where my family um, were and, and still still are now.
0: So so um, was it the footy vibe that yeah. attracted your attention to Assumption College? Yeah, I've actually I've no idea why I went to Assumption because you have it's sisters, sisters as you well. Got sisters, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah but I have two two older sisters. Um, because we kind of had pet like. Peggs is probably a bit closer, or yeah. Aiken College, um, just down the road. And then, yeah, I'm actually not sure why why we went out to Assumption. But strange. Um, yeah, it was uh,
0: it was pretty pretty fun. Met a lot of uh, people. Obviously met you guys and um, pretty good footy team you had. I mean, yeah. when you consider the names that were around in your time, I know Daniel was, <laughs> Daniel Talia was a bit older than you,
2: yeah. But fine, Michael yep.
0: Talia was the same age as you.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Nick Merrick. Nick Merrick. Yeah, I think I feel like Assumption had a lot of
2: really good country footballers that yeah. from New South Wales or, or country Victoria, um, you know, Willie Wheeler who who played VFL. Um, I, know, I kind of think of types like him, which made our team really good and um, obviously weren't drafted, but I feel like we had a lot of players that, Maybe still in in was, the metro area. They might have might have actually got. I remember up.
1: being at school, and for those who don't know, Assumption College is a bit of a footy factory. I was in in year, those in days, years gone, gone by. now. Yeah. yeah, not so much anymore. But I remember I've been in year seven, eight, nine, ten. It was like. The first eighteen footballers could literally walk around and get get away with murder, did whatever they want. They had Ray Carroll, the coach, just, yeah, well, he'd go just to like Ray's office and... he'd just come into like a class and like pour a few kids out and give them a chocolate bar or take them down the street. Yeah. Not in a weird way. He was just like nurturing like those boys and um putting him under his wing. He was yeah, but the yeah, first eighteen were incredible. Yeah, I walked
2: into a many many classrooms late and they said, Where have you been? Where have you been? I'm like, Oh, just up uh, with Ray, and they're like, Okay, okay, that's
0: fine. Okay. That's yeah, fine. No, it's just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> just like first uh, yeah, so day in time. So Ray Carroll was this incredible, uh, he's got this incredible aura about him, a long time at Assumption, great coach, you know, all of that sort of thing. But he was really, uh, tell us what your thought, my, my thoughts with him were that it was a little bit he'd let you guys do it, stand away, let you guys organise training basically. Yeah. He wasn't in your face, was he? Yeah, yeah. Um he was, he was probably more like a motivational, yeah. I guess, coach. We
2: we, we had Scotty Wind. He came down and I think he was there for maybe my last two years. Um, so he was good to to bounce off. But, yeah, a lot of the time it was just left up to myself to um, run training or, or Michael, um, Tali, who you said before. So
1: <clears throat> a lot of the time we were just – Sorry, Michael Talia was running training.
2: <laughs> he was helping, helping facilitate. But a lot of cause because you look at the schools now and they have so many coaches and stuff that go through. Like we yeah. we literally were just left up for us to kind of take things that we learned from playing at TAC yeah. Cup or what we learned through Vic Metro programs and um even the warm-ups. it was like all oh, right, this is what we do in the, in our TAC cup team. Let's let's just try to do this and try and make it as as semi-professional as
0: possible. But What about the fight between private school and TAC Cup? So there was this fight going on. I think it's probably lessened a bit now, but there was this Mm. thing, well, no, if you're at school, you play for the school and you don't Mm. go to TAC Cup training, you don't play for TAC Cup team. Uh, But all the time knowing in the back of your mind that that's Mm. where you're actually getting the best coaching.
2: Yeah, especially in the AGSV, I think it's – when, when I was there, the AJSV only had two probably really good teams, Assumption, Pegs and Marcelin. And then and I looked at the APS and they had such a good um good competition to, to play against. so we are winning games by 200 points against yeah. lesser schools and it was like, well, why, why am I playing this? So yep. uh, there was a – I think the Gold Coast played in the TAC Cup in 2009 or 10 and I had to sit down with my parents and have a meeting with the – Principal at the time to ask if I can play for Calder instead of play for Assumption um, that weekend. and it got to that. yeah <laughs> I got to, I got to with- that, yeah. And it was good because, um, well, we beat, I think, Camberwell, Grammar or something by like 200 points in school footy and we versed Calder at, um we versed Gold Coast for Calder Cannons and yeah. it was probably one of the best games that we've played yeah. in, in TAC and then Who knows if that led to something being picked up or or something like that.
0: Michael Kenny, I think, was the principal then, and he was at least a great football man, wasn't he? Yeah. And he he sort of got the whole bigger picture thing that this was going to be a life for you. Yeah. This was the same as you turning out to be some brilliant engineer. Yeah. But it also was probably the best memories I had, like when we went to Adelaide Exchange and
2: um, doing bus trips down to Peninsula, which is like a four-hour bus ride, and getting
0: there 20 minutes before the game and running out. so It yeah, was an incredible
1: culture yeah. Assumption. So yeah. just some of the
0: some of the names in that competition <laughs> around about that time mightn't have been exactly your year. This is but the colder Cannons? This is the colder Cannons. Yeah. So guys like uh, Brandon Ellis, Tommy Sheridan, um, Cam Guthrie, Mitch Wallace, Jake Carlisle, Jake Melksham, Matthew Watson who went to Carlton, Natalia Brothers. Tom Libertore. Yeah, Tom Libertore. Gee, it was a yeah. healthy group, wasn't it? Yeah, they? I think I'm pretty sure they've shrunk in
2: that um that region since we since we left because we in like the pool yeah where the we can net pool area. From. so oh, i think yeah. i think a few have gone to the western jets um ah, and then because we, we were picking from all the way up in um you know like wood end yeah up around there all the way down like i know um mitch wallace and, and Libba, they went to saint kevin so we had this huge yeah. pool of yeah from victoria i think and we were oh our team was pretty pretty good i won two premierships at a but i know you go through the list all incredible. those players you that have know. gone gone through and played and AFL. Two names
1: it's... that you didn't even um, mention there, that didn't play much AFL hey, footy, but they were the Gold Coast underage recruits, which Dion would have spent a lot of time with, with Josh Toy and Taylor Hine. That's right, yeah. So that... I think, talk sure. me through what happened with Josh Toy. He had a He was going huge.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he went up there um, as a bottom age, I guess, player. Him and like Taylor. drafted
1: before the draft. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. And then they played in the VFL as 18-year-olds, right. um, I guess. So... Um, yeah, um, I, I remember watching his first VFL game. It was at Craigieburn out at um, Highgate in that windy oval, and oh, yeah. he absolutely dominated. And I was just like, "Oh, he's going to be outstanding." You know, the stories about him being in the AIS and they used to play against VFL teams, and him dominating.
0: He um, was a bit of a man, who got man dropped. Child, yeah, he? yeah, he
2: was an absolute freak. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> I think he's still playing. Maybe, um, maybe Aberfeldy. I know he was playing yeah. there a few years ago. So, um, yeah, I know. It's a it's a different world when you get into the AFL system. You know, it's it's um yeah, pretty pretty brutal, I think.
1: Yeah. And Taylor <laughs> Hine, what what happened to him? Is he playing? Uh,
2: I think he was there for about two years or two or three years.
1: Yeah. Um to Sunbury. I think he went yeah. to the Kangaroos for a bit. Yeah. Not after we yeah. played games and now playing yeah, Digger's Rest or something. No, not no, no, the, the Kangaroos. kangaroos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did he? The kangaroos, okay. yeah.
0: So you arrive at Gold Coast, um and uh, you uh, you kick off your career and it was pretty damn good if I don't say so myself. You're like, you know, Gary Ablett Jr. was there. Uh, he came, what, a couple of years after you arrived? First year I was there. First yep. year you were yep. there. So all of a sudden you got this guy. And my memory was that your years, if, if he were not there, you may have won a couple of best and fairest. Did you finish runner up at least once uh, and maybe yeah. two or three times or not? Yeah, I think I
2: came a second maybe and third, a third. Second and a third. third. To- yeah. Because Dave swallow he was also right. a bit of a man child yeah. as well he was um he, he was pretty much ready to go as soon as um yeah we were 18 in our first year so um but yeah it was it was it was an interesting time you yeah. know some of my greatest memories and and stuff were um I guess think growing up together there was 25 18 year olds up on wow. the Gold Coast. Can all... you imagine that? 25, 18-year-olds <laughs> <18 laughs> like on the Gold Coast. On the Gold Coast and none of us were from the Gold Coast. We all come God. from Perth or Melbourne. How um, did that most work? Of it work? So we all lived in share houses. So in the Gold Coast is, is a pretty, I guess, small community. And yeah. like, you, We all were within 15 minutes of each other or in – all in share houses of 3 and 4 so like we we had so house balls to and as stuff
1: an, as an AFL player what were you doing during the yeah. day just like oh that's the
2: thing like we like we literally grew up together like we learned how to uh, I moved from being at mum and dad's mum did everything cooked did me washing everything to went to a host family for about 4 months and then yeah moved out and it was just learn how to grow up pretty much and we really didn't know how to be AFL players yeah, um at all but was that it was just house
0: issue? wars, house wars, like
2: yeah. <laughs> all the time, you know, let's just go to the beach and sit there. So, so would
0: clubs now, if that was starting now, Gold Coast, would they do it very differently to what you did it?
2: Yeah, I feel like GWS probably did it a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, I, I guess they probably were, were probably going to cop a lot more losses early on to, to yeah. kind of come through as um, a bit later. But, um, yeah, like some, still some of my best mates from, from footy or from that Gold Coast team and we didn't win a whole lot of games when when I was there. We, I expected to the whole time I was there I thought I will oh, so you I'll expected a a, you ship. didn't feel helpless nah, no no nah. no the oh. list
1: was there but it just didn't seem yeah. to add up on field yeah
2: like going into my first game we played Carlton um and I think there was like 12 debutants or something Jeez. and I was like we're gonna win this game like okay <laughs> yeah. good go like but now I think like if I'm playing against 12 debutants in a team I'm like yeah. well yeah. we're this is going like to be – yeah, yeah, we've yeah. got this. So, um, yeah, I guess our expectation was a lot – we were expecting a lot more um, yeah. throughout the season and um, I think we won two two out of the first five games yeah. or something like that and then didn't win another one until about round 18. But, um, yeah, having – I not know, Gaz, Gaz was just a freak. Like his um, – the things that he was doing in our team that was losing by a hundred points was mm. just, was just crazy. He was having 40 and three and we'll lose him by 80 points and he was getting tagged and yeah, it was Who really was incredible. Who was your coach at that stage? Uh, Guy McKenna. Guy McKenna, yeah, yeah that's
0: right. Yeah. Really. So he,
2: he coached us till 2015 or 14 when Gaz, well Gaz popped his shoulder out and we'll yep. sit in about fifth on the ladder. And then we won one of our last nine games and missed finals. And then, um, yeah, Bluey, Bluey got sacked at the end of that year and we had um, Ronid come in. Um, I think I had him for one year, I'm oh. pretty sure. Yeah.
1: And coming back so to so. Melbourne and going to Richmond, was <laughs> that very much like I want to be home or was that I want a new look and a chance um, at success? Yeah, had things
0: yeah. grown thin at Gold Coast at that stage? Uh,
2: I would, those were probably It was probably more like the injuries. Um, you know, we had, I think at one stage, there was probably six players that had knee injuries throughout it. So um it was probably a little bit of that always wanted to be a, be at a big melbourne club um and growing up i was a melbourne supporter i always went to the g and just thought like this is unbelievable how good is mm-hmm. this and i know just going up there just didn't didn't feel like it didn't bring back those me- yeah, memories right. and feelings of playing at um at the gold coast stadium you know you get like 16 17 000, and it's kind of just like oh it's not what i really yeah. want out of my yeah. out of my career and yeah. um i never i never wanted to make it about success because you just never know what's going to happen like um i didn't expect to
0: no that's something that get, just happens yeah it's that. just like
2: and yeah. then obviously family mum mum and dad is still in still in melbourne and, and my sisters as well so um that was that was the most of it and then we it kind of worked itself out perfectly for me to go to richmond and none, no other clubs really had draft picks to take um there was, I know they were. We still thought they'd all in a good window to to have success, and it all it kind of all just worked itself
0: out in the end. Yeah. And then you just
1: fell under three flags. Yeah, that'll. <laughs> well, you, that you, was I think Dion's
0: right. You, you you just never know when that's going to happen. Like yeah, it definitely. just sort of clicks and everything comes together, and the vibe's good. But just go back to your dad, Ozzy. He, he worked at the at the Footscray Wholesale Fruit and Veg Market, yeah. Yep. Yep. So you conjure up thoughts of the uh, fruit and veg market. You know, three o'clock in the morning, they're at work and you know, getting doing all this. Uh, you know, Italian uh, background, of course. Uh, and you're thinking, you know, you're thinking sort of, uh, you know, what's going on at the mm. markets at that time. You're of thinking
1: the, mafia yeah. style. Well, you,
0: you are, but of course, Aussie was was not like that. But he worked in an environment that I'm sure there was some some of that sort of stuff there. Um, tell us about what your memories of your dad and, and working those sort of hours, like three o'clock in the morning sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So when we were real young, I think dad would, he'd be up about midnight, um,
2: and then head, head in. This is when they owned the business. It was called Prestia Wholesales with, um, so dad's, dad started it when he, um, when he came over from, from Italy and. Um, the brothers pretty much went into it. So right. dad worked there for his whole life. That's all he that's all he knew. So right. he would be So he would have known it
0: well. Yeah.
2: So normally normally he would be I feel like it was about midnight, he would leave. He would get home about midday. But that's probably from all the coffees he's been yeah. drinking with all yeah. the boys after it. And then he would, yeah, pretty much sleep. And then he'd wake up when I get home from school, take me to um take me to training and then pretty much dinner. Oh same that, routine again. That's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I went in there when I was real young, we used to go in there and just kind of muck around and stuff. And then just before I got drafted, it was about two weeks, um, of a bit of like in between when I leave and, and getting drafted and dad's like, you're coming in to work with me. And it was, I only went for two days and it was such a tough two days. Like, So, it, so did you remember that? And yeah, then compare I still that, that with the footy life? Yeah. And dad was like, if you don't want to work hard in footy, you can come and do this. Yeah. And that's, that's what I would have done if I didn't play footy. I yeah. would have. I would have finished school and yeah, pretty much went straight Gone into, into the that market. Business, yeah. Um so so they've sold the business. I think it's been about eight years since right. um since they've sold it. And dad's he, he's still in the market. His brothers have retired. Um and yeah, he 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 loves it, but it's all he, it's all he's known. He's he's been in there since he was Fifteen years
0: old. So you've got there. a few years left in your career now. So you, you, you get a, a really brief snapshot of what your dad did and you know that's damn hard. Mm. You go into the footy world and while it's physically hard, it's a great job because you can earn quick money and you can get to places a lot quicker than say Harrison could doing what he's doing. So what do you think now? I'm not saying you're coming towards the end of your career, you've got a few good years left in you yet, but what what are you thinking? Post Now football. look at dad, football. Yeah. Post football, what are you thinking? Yeah,
2: um, it's probably about yeah. It's probably really been the last few years where I've had to think about it. Um, I know, kind of when the contracts go from I went to Richmond five year and then got a three year, and now it's like <laughs> oh, we are probably going just going to get once from once from here. So um, I'll i love to get into coaching. It's probably something I've enjoyed the last few years. Um, just running running meetings in in the midfield group and, yeah. and kind of having a bit more. Um, of a look of development side of it, so um, I've done I've done the courses over the last few years, but now I think it's just trying to get experience as much as possible. That's that's what the other coaches said to me. I'm like, should I do this one? Should I do this one? They're like, no, nah, just get experience. So yeah. um, I do a little bit of coaching at Scotch Scotch College. So um, yeah, I was able to get down there and help out with their first. Okay. So staying first day in, staying in the footy um, yeah. world. Yeah. I'll – I wouldn't mind being involved in property I built built a house um, just in Richmond over the last few years um, it's I learned a lot <laughs> I learned a lot um, doing that I didn't I thought you just get a builder get an architect and no. there, there you go and um, and you'll get
0: better and better at that. Yeah, so probably that's do. probably
2: my two main interests in and yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not really 100% sure of like what I want to do in it but um, yeah,
0: something something in those those areas for sure. So, Harris, we know in a couple of minutes we've got a couple of Dion's really good mates yeah. uh, coming up that he went overseas with this year. So we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. But is there anything you wanted to finish off with, Dion? Do you want to ask him any questions about what, what's all the Gold Coast rumours? Is there any, any yeah. foundation to the rumours of Gold Coast <laughs> yeah. returning? Uh, I don't know about that. Um, I think it was just before the
2: season finished and, yeah, I had a message from, from one of my mates I went to school with. He, he's asked me if I listened to the radio for – all the trade stuff, and I'm like, nah, kind of left it. And
1: how do it, people awesome. come up with these ideas? <laughs> is make, it just like linking but, it to dimmer, or yeah, like, yeah. it would be. Because I understand
2: yeah. it's the, it's the um it's the world that we're in, and you always got to have a story about about something. But I know the thing that annoyed me is that there was no, there was nothing to it at all, and I brush brush it off. When my mate messaged me, but we trained that day. And I
1: get off the track
2: and I got all these missed calls from mum, all these missed calls from dad. <laughs> yeah. And all your teammates are
1: probably thinking, hang <laughs> on, is he? No, the,
0: he team- mates, the teammates would know how the system yeah. works. Mum and dad don't necessarily yeah. know my how sisters, the system works. My sisters are going,
2: you're not leaving us. Yeah. You're just about to be an uncle. You're not leaving. I'm like, there's nothing to it. Like, I've <laughs> yeah. just been out training. So that was, yeah, I always understand why they're going to have a link to Richmond players yeah. and, and the Gold Coast and things
0: like that. But- that's, that's the only link that I have. Always think about the media. Course. It's interesting your thoughts on the media there and you gave us a little bit of a snapshot. But I, I, when I got to your age in in when I was playing, I, I learnt to accept everything that went with it, the good publicity, the bad publicity, the in-between publicity, knowing that um, I needed that to push into my next stage in my career and probably you need – people to talk about your football knowledge to push you into the coaching stage. Just look at it as a, uh, it was water off a duck's back for me in the end. Was it, is it that for you as well? When they start talking about these sort of things? Uh, yeah. I, I kind of, I, when it's
2: like form or something like that, I can understand because yep. it's such a, like a tough industry with so many, so many like shareholders and stakeholders and stuff. But I know when it, when it kind of comes to something like that, I wasn't okay. too impressed with it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I well, don't know. You, it was kind of like not like they would be the first people who would know if yeah. I was going to go anywhere. Yeah, fair or, enough. Like, they're the first ones to know
0: contracts and stuff. So, is it fair yeah. to say that you've yeah. had I, my my memory of the last two years of you is you haven't missed much footy at all? In fact, I reckon you've played around the nineteen twenty games on average over the last two years. Do you feel like you're over the top of the injury yeah. stuff? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I kind of look since I've been
2: at Richmond, I've I feel like I've been pretty. Good. The games that I've missed have been
1: um I think you had your little, best brown load of the ones. year this year. Yeah, I think 20, right.
2: 2022 was that. But I was missing games with like, um, well, there was like concussion or rolled ankle or yeah, had like... Right. So not, had the like not the hamstring. So, not so it the wasn't, soft tissue stuff. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. hamstring. Like I miss, I miss one or two every now and then, but I'm like, it's... It's such a brutal game. Like yeah. I'm gonna miss. Is this gonna kind of... Am
0: happen. I imagining things, or did you play this year particularly? Did you spend a little bit more time forward this yeah, year? Yeah, I did, why, yeah. Why was that?
2: Um, it was probably more probably around personnel um, at the time. So, um, what yeah, needing was, someone to play it was that a bit position. of like the old Kane Lambert role, um, right? So he's obviously a, a was a great runner and um, kind of covered that kind of Dustin. Dustin Kane-Lambert role everyone spoke about during the premiership. So, um, I played, I played a little bit of that this year. Um, it was probably having like Tim Taranto come in, Hopper come in, um, got a few other young midfielders who, who we feel could have played inside mid a bit better than they could have played that sixth role, but, um. Yeah, I've spoken to Uzay and he said I'm back in the midfield this year. So. Say, dangerous, dangerous position to be playing. <laughs> yeah, but, so he said I'm back in there. Before we we'll get the, the we other go. boys in here, <laughs>
1: yeah. um, Dan, I just want to give you a chance to um, either hang some shit on them or just introduce <laughs> them politely before they're in the room. Talk me through. Yeah. So we've got, we're have got we going to talk about Europe trip and a few stories and stuff. But you So know everyone
0: the- goes to Europe. It seems to me that every kid aged between 20 and 30 goes to Europe at some stage in that in that part of their life, don't they?
1: Yeah, we, we yeah. spend our money on experiences. Yeah, which um, is silly. Why
0: wouldn't you buy a home or <laughs> no, get a wife or something? We're having fun. <laughs> but, um, so
1: Jordan Taylor, who's my brother, Brian's son, will be on the show. Give us yep. Jordan in a few words. Oh, geez.
2: Yeah. Hard to keep up with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good. And Josh Campbell? Um, for... He's the guy he's, who built your house. Yeah, Camps so, and homes. Yeah, went to
2: yeah. assumption as well. So yeah, nuggety back pocket, just a, yeah, yeah, a big, real nine sort big, of player. Um, oh geez. I feel like he's a bit he's a bit goofy and I don't know, really like he's really good at bringing people in. He's the barometer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a bit of like a you
1: draw to him, I yeah, feel. Uh, yeah. So he's um, the
2: central figure. Yeah. Mm. It was it was a um
1: it was very interesting. Yeah. Right. Before we get on, I just want to mention uh, we are brought to you by Grimley's. Mm-hmm. Grimley's is the number one source for construction supplies in Melbourne. Are you seeing the cars
0: around? Absolutely. The vans. The, the vans. They have the big tall vans. Yep. Grimley's on the side. Incredible warehouse in Fairfield there and they are doing incredible things. I think they have nearly become the biggest supplier to the top end building construction that I know of. Yeah. Beautiful. All nice. right. The boys are up next. Ah, yes, half-time in this episode of The Life of Brian. Now, I'd like to give this message. I'd like the opportunity to talk about our great friends at Grimley's, the number one source for fasteners and construction supplies in Melbourne. If you're on a construction site and need product urgently, then you can count on Grimley's Direct. Getting your orders to you on time, every time, at speed, with our fleet of Grimley's vans and trucks, direct from us to you. It's that simple. Grimley's has been in the game for more than 30 years, earning Reputation built on grit, determination, and a focus on delivering the best sourced fasteners and construction supplies with a whatever it takes type attitude. Uh, whether it's a large commercial job, a small domestic little project, hard working tradies need the right products at the right time. Grimley goes above and beyond to deliver on the details. Grimley's always aims for the best solutions to your products. Go to grimley's.com.au for delivery that you can count on. <laughs> all right, well, we're back now and we're back with a room full of people. So first of all, Harrison, I just want to introduce the people. So Jordan is the second son of mine, yep. or the third. Correct. So he is number two. So Jordan um, is a chippy, Um and uh, now a FIFO miner. Now a FIFO So That's a Jordan chippy for a long time. And I would say a professional traveller because <laughs> yeah. uh, he seems to travel a lot and not work a lot. Now Josh Campbell is is is, is next to Jordan. Now Josh is a, a chippy, and Jordan did his apprenticeship with Josh. And uh, under Josh, uh, under Josh, <laughs> yeah, Josh was effectively Jordan's boss, which is interesting. And then, of course, Dion Prestia here as well as he, uh, as you heard there before. So the three thing that these guys have in common is they all went to Assumption College together, correct? Yep, Harrison. Yep. So keep with me here. So that that's the in common thing. And the other in common thing is they all went to Europe this year. Yep, um, that's what they're here for. They're sort of our European correspondence. So we're going to talk about everyone. It seems between the ages of twenty and thirty, has to go to Europe. For me, it was you had to go to the Gold Coast or Cairns or Alice Springs or Perth or something. But for you guys, it's it's Europe. Um, where do we start, Harrison? Best places. Was, was there a best place for 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 the group? Uh, we get us. Hang on, as- hang on. No, before you go there. What is, what is the peak time for guys of your age going to Europe? Um, we were talking about this uh, before, Jordan and myself,
3: and um, a lot of people, you hear a lot of people say, you know, to do it properly, you know, go when it's not peak time, it's less busier, it's easier to get around. Um, it's cheaper. It's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit cheaper and stuff. Um, our experience as well is we got there at the start of June, which is pretty much the start of the peak season, and we, we didn't come home till the end of October.
0: Okay, so June, July, August, the peak so three definitely months. definitely,
3: I would say June, July, August was definitely when you want to be there for people at our age. Like in your 20s and early 30s, it's, everything's happening every night. There's and something to do. The, why the wouldn't you go
0: September, October?
3: Well, after sort of the peak drops off, if you're someone who wants to be there and get something out of every day, it definitely midweek, it definitely gets a lot more quiet and there's only things to do on the weekend um, and you find yourself sort of, all right, I'm ready for do that in the next
4: place. If you're a single guy, I'd probably definitely go peak season. But if you're in a relationship, you can get away with going yeah. out of oh, peak. So yeah. there's qualifications. Just, <laughs> just to clear out, I wasn't
2: there in June, July. I was, I was still playing in Melbourne. I was yeah. still there. But I yeah I, I joined in on, uh, I think, maybe September, late, yeah. mid-September. I think I joined in. in as soon as the season over, you came, yeah. came in. So I... Yeah, the
1: trip. So, so, Josh and Jordan, you were together overseas, like living each other's pockets for a long time. How fucking long? Six yeah. months. I mean, Every, how long
0: do you need to be together? Six, it wasn't six months. It was nearly yeah. six months. Yeah. It was, yeah. four and a
1: half. How yeah. do you go? Like, is there a moment where you're just like, oh, I cannot fucking stand this? But I know because I live with Jordan, I can't stand him for, for yeah. 20 minutes, <laughs> well, let alone four months. How do you get away from each other? We
4: had a couple of conversations, but. Other than that, I think yeah, we're pretty good. Uh, generally, oh,
1: generally we were pretty good. But um, it, it, after uh,
3: Croatia, Sale and, and Turkey, I uh, I met this girl he on fell the, the sale. I, <laughs> I don't know if you'd call it love, oh. but it
1: was just more of a. She um, could be listening. Let's. Oh,
3: well, let's. Oh, well, if she is, hello. How are you going? He <laughs> so, uh, replied to me. Texted me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, she. Well, I was. Uh, I was like, oh, Geordie, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna go to Malta and, and meet this girl there for a week while. Um, you can stay in because he actually he ended up having to do a, a scuba diving course while I went to Malta. <laughs> so it was good. I was like, oh, this is going to be a nice five-day break for us. Like, yeah. you, do, you do your scuba diving. I'm going to go to Malta with this girl. And then I, I go to Malta and um, like a couple of days before it, she's in hospital in um, Athens. Oh. Really bad too. Like, oh. she had to cut her trip short. She she had to go to um, like lungs drained and everything. Oh, cool. so, what you know, happened to her? But, but, <laughs> but um, you know, so, so then I just ended up, she had what, to What, did she home. do the
0: scuba diving course with Jordan? <laughs> I think she was just trying to get out of Malta. I got get a hole in my you. head from the scuba diving
3: course. I had to end up being in Malta um, on my own for five days. So it was meant to be like a romantic getaway and then I just ended up being there on my own. <laughs> a romantic
0: getaway with a girl you've just met. On Sail yes. So Dion, you join these guys when they're, Two thirds of their way through mm. the trip. What sort of vibe was it when you you're probably you the got you're there? probably
2: the saviour? Uh, it was it was pretty exciting. Well, I feel like just from t- speaking to the boys that when they had someone new come in, it was a bit of like a, a lifter. Um, so yeah, we were in Budapest. I think we got there on a Thursday. So our first couple of nights, we just going out, um, pretty much pretty much hitting the town. It was just the start of start of my off season. So. Um, yeah, Budapest was actually a pretty yep. pretty nice place. But um yeah, we didn't see too much of the of the daylight in that first couple of days. But
1: um yeah, it, it was And when you I say like you, were you're going right. out, are we yeah. nightclubbing or are we barring? Are well, you out to dinner? It was all of it, the above. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, no holes, it was bars. More
2: nightclubs and, and stuff, I feel like in Budapest. But I feel like I thought that I thought they would have been a bit more like done with travelling and Going around by the time I got there, because I think these are about four months in when I got there. So. Um, they weren't.
1: They just. Are we doing? On, are we doing roll. any <laughs> cultural experience or visiting yeah. museums? Any well, well, h- interest in history October or Fest. just nightclubs? We did Oktoberfest, uh, which, I which I think is, is a, a beer festival, festival. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not a cultural festival. Please, it's, it <laughs> it's, it's, it it's a massive cultural <laughs> festival. <It is>. That's <laughs> what
4: Germany's known for. Yeah.
3: No, when we went to like the places where you're meant to see the sites, so like Rome. Yeah. I've not seen one photo from any no. of you guys of the Colosseum. For Instagram, Colosseum. Like we did, we did that stuff a lot earlier. Like I think the second day we landed in London. Me and Geordie got there. We went out Buckingham Palace. Yeah, we walked. Tw- we walked twenty-two kilometers the first day. Like we went everywhere. We were just cutting laps down every street because we we're only there for a couple of days. Um, so we did that sort of early on. We're like, "Oh, let's go see this chapel, and let's go see this church, and let's go see you know this monument." And then after you know three four months of doing that, you just start to get over it.
1: Yeah. You're just so like, you did it for three months. <laughs> yeah,
0: three months and, months, and then two months we we, did. we backed off. So what I want to ask you the three of you I want you to give me I want you to give me a do not miss if you go to Europe this this nightclub this sightseeing this experience this country what is what is the do not miss for you josh if you, for me yeah if you if you're um, going to Europe and you're at your age what must you do
3: there's a it's a hard to pick one but if I have to say one I always I was amazed by the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Right. Um, Just how beautiful that coastline is. Um, The food there and the experience um, of, you know, the culture um, and just the way of life down there. It's just so laid back and fit the young people vibe. Uh, Yes. It's not as party, don't go there to party. Right. It's more of a like, all right, this is a really beautiful setting. I think Jordan could probably give you the tip on where to party. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
4: Jordan, give us your
0: one, do not miss this opportunity.
4: Uh, Probably Portugal. Or Albania.
1: Why? Uh, Albania was
4: just. We... Albania! <laughs> we, heard, we heard a lot of bad Albania's things. Good. We hear a lot
1: of bad things. Like, In the movie Taken, all the bad people from that were from Albania. Yes. Uh, yes. I remember Dad telling me before
4: I left, don't go to Albania, but. Obviously, you do what Dad says. <laughs> we, we thought not, that not too. regularly, so we went and it was awesome. Probably the safest we felt. So yeah. is
0: Albania, are you saying to me that Albania is the new Croatia? Croatia was the hit of the yes. last 10 or 15 it's years? It's,
4: it's going to be. It's not quite ready to go. I reckon mm. another three to five years, it'd be good. What's, like really what's good, good about it now? which what is, what, uh, what it's is just sort of untouched by tourists at the moment, but it's just as pretty as Greece, Croatia, Amalfi Coast just cheaper.
0: Okay. D for you, the
4: must
2: mm. do. Yeah, well, I missed a lot of the of the trip. So most of mine was east eastern Europe, but Oktoberfest was unbelievable, <laughs> I think. Yeah, um, I feel like well, Can we do really like a day culturally. in Octoberfest. I've
1: never done it. So, yeah. like, do you roll in at the gates at like oh, there, 6 a.m. to people. get a spot?
2: Yeah, there was people. We met we met a couple of um Aussie Aussie guys. We walked past them at about 9:30 and they were in their kids dressed up, ready to go in. So oh. they so they got there early and like ran in to get a table. Yeah. Um, but it's just- What is it? Because marque- you, you can't book yeah, things so, in advance. It's yeah, like your first in, best dressed. I think Canberra can. can. really expensive. You but don't everyone, need to. Everyone yeah. just runs, runs in, just gets a table, secures a table. So is it a but marquee or a hall or whatever? It's is it? It's just this huge ground. Like it, it wasn't what I was expecting. It was just this huge grounds. They say 600,000 people roll through every day for, for the month. Wow. And I think there's eight big marquees. So yeah, we will in like, 10,000 each. Yeah. 10,000 each. And, and what side by side? Uh, all all 10, just spread in out. one marquee. And right. then there's carnival yeah. rides. There's like food trucks and everyone's just in such a good mood. We, mm. we were there on a Monday and there was schools doing um, excursions yeah, yeah. and stuff through it. Really? And everyone, everyone was just in such a good mood. Um, like you stand on a table with people from the UK and US and stuff and you just meet people just from everywhere. Like, it was just such a good good day. So what about Songs, security
0: and bounces and all that sort of <laughs> stuff? You, you, I didn't even see that in Australia, yeah, That's, yeah,
2: a, that's see. a weird thing. No, yeah. if you had that in think Australia. Think Australia be I everywhere. didn't see oh. one
4: yeah. fight. while yeah. I was yeah.
3: there. It was yeah. the most really happiest really. place ever. Yeah. Everyone right. is just having fun. There's not one, we didn't see one drama.
1: Does yeah. it go late or has everyone <laughs> been on the piss all day that it wraps up pretty early? Yeah, oh, I think it finishes. I think you're out by 12. You found
3: that one place that there's this one place in there that stays open till like. 3 a.m. Yeah. So Jordan found that. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah. If anyone yeah. can sniff out a party, <laughs> Jordan sniffs out a party every everywhere we went. So given it's that packed,
0: do you do you get served? Do they serve yeah. you the beer, or yeah. you go and yeah. get it? So no. we we got They we got brought to a table,
2: and more than maybe ten or twelve, we could fit just on a long one. Just standing, and you in have room. someone uh, a bartender sign to you. or someone, right. and yeah. Pay them, and that's when you see them carry the big how many How and many stuff. can they carry? Uh, the I think stein? it was like twelve or something yeah. like that. But they're so yeah, heavy. They're impressive. One liter steins. Well, one liter and, is one kilo. Yeah, and a beer, a, like the beers, actually beauty really
0: of the metric nice. system. But <laughs> like, did you know that deal? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was
2: trying to work it out when I was there, but had a few be- too many beers. Um, but it was, um, yeah, that, that was the thing. It was just such a good, good environment. The whole, the whole thing, of, and I, I missed a lot of. Oh, that's like most of mine was up like the eastern side and a bit less touristy, I guess. But um, I'll
0: go back there every year. I go, yeah. Go. So, you guys all know Tommy Sheridan. Uh, you ran into him at some stage. Where did we find Tommy? Yeah,
3: um, Tommy joined us in Croatia for um, Yacht Week. Oh, uh, Yacht Week. Now, yeah. see, I would have thought one of <laughs> you guys would have
0: had number one Yacht Week as number one. No, y- Yacht Week was. It was like one of the good. best weeks for sure. Tell us what Yacht Week is.
3: Um, so pretty much, it's like a, a big bunch of catamarans. Um, we're all sailing around the coast of Croatia. It goes what for, you hire goes them. for a week? So yeah, you've we were on a catamaran. So you, there's four cabins. So two in each cabin. It's a bit more spread out compared to like sail Croatia. Um, and we had a host on there, cooks us breakfast and lunch every day. Um, and then we've got our own skipper as well, which who drives right. the catamaran around. So, and we just island hop, go to parties. It's pretty much you just party for a week. Do you, t- I imagine, or I As I've opposed
1: to the, the other
0: <laughs> <laughs> three and a half months. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> have I was seen a photo where, it was you're, a nice change. where you're tied up in a circle, like a hundred yeah. catamarans tied up in a circle, yeah. and the inner becomes effectively the swimming pool? Yeah, it's like they have like a, what do they call it, raft party. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. so everyone ties up. We actually, I've got a um, funny story about it. We're all tied up when we were in um, Croatia and, uh, you know, so everyone's floating and it was one of the first days we were just like meeting people and stuff and I was floating around and there were these girls from Brisbane who I was floating with. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, jeez, <and> anyway, <laughs> this is too much. So <laughs> I'm at a, a boat party and we're floating. <laughs> you know? well, I, that's just what I you floated do. for anyway. an hour, I ran into these girls.
3: <laughs> we're, we're just talking and then for some reason, I don't know how we got onto it, but one of the girls just mentioned that... Um, her boyfriend has just been stitched up. Someone made up that he had a, has a foot fetish and that he's never <laughs> been able to live it down and it's just completely not true and everyone just – and he and he's really, really got to him. And um, so I thought, oh, that's pretty funny. Like, it would be funny to make up a story about someone on Yacht Week about that, like a, just, oh, yeah. a, just a spread of rumour. Yeah, <laughs> And then they're like, yeah, right, right, let's do it. So – I was like, I had the perfect one in my mind. One of our mates, Tommy Sheridan, who you mentioned before, Rick's, Rick's eyewear, Rick's up. eyewear. Yep. In good, same thing? Tommy got... would
0: look good in Europe with the shirt yeah, off. Yeah, well, he did a well, ten well, week a program. 10, yeah, exactly. And so, the <laughs> American
3: Aces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I said, um, all right. The rumor is that um, Tommy Sheridan's got pecking plants. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because he um, does look good. Well, because,
3: the, because you know, for 10 months leading into Europe, he was telling me how much he needs to start growing his chest and he's doing decline, incline every <laughs> night, really trying to grow his chest. And I knew it. I knew that, like, he'd, he'd just eat it right up. And they're like, all right, all right, let's do it. So we float. Tommy was floating, like, 20 meters probably downstream. Down the stream, And then I'll go over and the girls played it perfectly. The girls go to him, oh, so Tommy, like, your pecs just look amazing. Like, what, are you, what have you been doing? And he starts going, yeah, I've been doing the in the gym. I've been doing decline, you know, three sets, ten reps every day. Like, And he's, like, starting to tense in the floaty and stuff. And um, then they go, oh, yeah, like we saw when your uh, catamaran pulled Can you up.
0: just imagine on his back on a floaty, tensing the uh yeah, the he's tensing him, with yeah. the Ricks sunglasses Yeah, he's got on. the Rick's on, yeah.
3: And then the catamaran comes in and they go, oh, yeah, we saw your catamaran coming and we were all talking about you going, Oh my god, who is that guy on the catamaran with the amazing pecs at the front? Like and he's like he's loving it. And then this girl nearly fell into the water beside us and um like she was trying to climb back on her floaty and then Tommy just goes off the bat, "Don't worry girls, I can't drown. I got two floaties right here." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the girls are like to me, oh, my God, does he actually have pecking plants?" And I'm like, no, no, he doesn't. He's just, he's not, just really- The
1: general person would probably be gluing onto to the fact that everyone's talking about his pecs at this stage, yeah. but not Tommy, obviously. No, he didn't. And I reckon
3: he stayed in the water for about four hours because he was feeling that good about his rig. He's just like, I can't get out. Everyone's just loving me pecs. So I've, I've got to keep me top off. And then we go out to dinner that night. And um, he, he, he was like, oh, boys, I'm on tonight. Everyone's everyone's loving me in the water. Like, I'm looking good. He, upload, <laughs> he uploaded yeah.
4: three Instagram pics uploaded in 12 three hours. <laughs> three Instagram pics Dude, with,
3: sure. with his pecs out. If you guys want to have a look at Tommy Sherwin's Instagram, <laughs> I think it's the 17th of June.
4: <laughs> July.
3: July. Uh, is it? July. 17th of July. Um, you'll see three pics uploaded in about two hours, and the first two, his, his pecs are out. So <laughs> he was feeling
2: fantastic about himself. But he had Come. to break the news to him that, I had to You'd break, break the news up. to him that I let I
3: let him have I'll let him you know ride the ride the confidence wave all night and then the next morning I said to him uh, Look man I've got something to tell you He's like what I'm like Oh you know everyone was getting around your rig yesterday <laughs> He's like yeah I'm like I told everyone you had packing plans. <laughs> He's like, you're all kidding me. He's like, that's the best I've ever felt about my body. I was loving it and now I'm down. Back to, you know, grand zero. So. It was all a mess. So how,
0: what I want to know is a father, Jordan, uh, this is directed at you. I know Dion came just for a month or so or even less probably. But... If you spend three months peak oh, yes. time Europe, what are we? Um, what are we? Are we? Are we living on a budget? Are we? Are we backpacker style? Are we four star, five star? How uh, much is it? These boys are thirty
1: one, so they're probably slightly. We started
4: on a budget. I think we came into it with a forty grand budget. Um, <laughs> You blew that out of the water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 40 grand and you blew that out of the water. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where do you just yeah. keep
1: getting the funds from? Is, this, is it well, just a pool of money floating? I'd saved, I'd saved Sorry.
4: 40 for that and then I had to dip in savings. A bit. The
0: funny funny thing was, <laughs> no, hang, on, hang on, Josh. Jordan, this is you, you for saved brain. 40 <laughs> yeah. that could have been a deposit on a house or a life flat experiences. Or- Life experience, deposit yeah. on life experiences, yeah. <laughs> uh, continue on. Josh. Well,
3: Geordie thought we were going really well with the budget, and um, oh, yeah. and I was keeping track. And then Did you have a spreadsheet, and, yeah. And then uh, while well, I was just telling
4: mum, I was going really yeah, well, yeah. And, and
3: then he's, I'm going, man, we've got to like focus on the budget. He's like, ah,
4: don't worry about the budget, we're fine, oh, we're
3: killing it. And <laughs> then Budgets, I'm, like, smudge I'm it. like, mate, we've already spent like 30 grand, and it was like, I don't know how far we were in, but it wasn't that far. Huh. And then he's like, no, we haven't, no I'm like, we have, I'm telling you. And then anyway couple of days later, Geordie gets a um, call from his bank. And they said, um, hey, uh, we just want to let you know, sorry, but- um, Some suspicious yeah, account no, activity. No, <laughs> we've, we've, uh, we've missed a lot of transactions uh, from missed, your account in and the and last oh, couple $9, months. $9, of months. $9,000 Missed $9,000. So, so I he was missing see- 9000
4: seeing it in my account that it was gone. And I go, oh. well, there you go. So, so I thought I was $9,000 cheaper than I
1: was. Yeah, wow. But then we'll sort about a month, month and a half in. in. Well, <laughs> well, Jordan hasn't stopped no, talking no, about the lobster linguine. How expensive were they? What was the most expensive thing? The drinking's pretty cheap. Is it the accommodation?
3: Mykonos was the- off its head expensive, like food
1: there. Everything, Well, yeah. it's
4: just because Tommy Sheridan was there and he, yeah. wants, he wants to get a booth <laughs> every night.
1: Yeah, wants to <laughs> yeah. go to the expensive restaurant. He
4: doesn't, doesn't realise that we're travelling for four months, he's there for three weeks, yeah. and
1: yeah. now we they get been booth. Get he's here. probably looking at Instagram of, oh, I've got to go to this restaurant and that bar, yeah. yeah
2: I felt yeah. that travelling was, was the most expensive, like trying to get from one city to the next. H- how did yeah, you travel? Was, we... Well, we only got the train once when I was there, but we mostly did
4: trains at the start because yeah. we had a URL pass, which was right. very handy. Yeah, definitely, definitely do that.
2: that. So you prepay
4: for that, and yeah. that sort of gets you like yeah. so that doesn't count towards our budget. <laughs> the the pay, trains, pay the, the trains are
2: amazing. I, I included that because <laughs> the it's trains are amazing, though. Like yeah. you could catch a train everywhere,
4: yeah. really. Yeah.
0: We we got first class. On do the train do well. you guys worry about clothes? <laughs> or like, have you got a massive suitcase or is it a
4: backpack style? We had a we had a backpack. <laughs> uh, I didn't use probably four items, so I did pretty well.
1: Yeah. Do you just like pack light and maybe buy stuff over there if you don't, or you you packing for every situation? We, did, we One had the, shot. we had
4: the same kits for a while, so we did have to do like a halfway point shop, yeah. and change over our kits, Go well, we from black to white. My backpack yeah. was alright
3: because I had the wheels, and then I could put it on the on the shoulders when we needed to go for like a big walk or something. So Ergon- that was like ergonomic. Versatile. Yeah, whereas Geordie was stitched up with just the back, and also every time we go to check in somewhere because his bag was so big and there were straps going over just got sent to the oversized baggage straight away. Oh, no. So we'd line up for an hour yeah. and we're already checked in. We don't even need to be in the line. And then Jordan's like, I'm going to get sent there, I'm going to get sent there. And then he's got to go straight to the over bag- oversized baggage. So if you're going to travel, don't travel with a bag that's got straps going everywhere because you're going to get sent to oversized every time. Make <laughs> sure it's compact and it's all tight or else yeah. you're going to be stitched up. Cool. Culture
0: shocks down any in Eastern Europe? Anything shock you and go, Jesus, this country's not what I thought or for any reason? Um Nah, probably
2: probably not for me. Nah. What nah, about not you, for Josh?
3: Me. I was Yeah, probably the biggest culture shock for me was in Portugal. Um I don't know about everyone else, but Nando's Nando's chicken, <laughs> yeah. Portuguese Portuguese style chicken peri-peri chicken, yeah. I'm thinking this is going to be grouse. What like, language do this-
1: they speak in Portugal, Josh?
3: Spanish. Well, no, speak Portuguese. (laughs) 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 I've
1: got you and no, you. Go on.
3: Portuguese, Um, mate. (laughs) Well, Spanish
1: or something. Um,
3: So I'm thinking, this is, I love Peri Peri chicken. Like, I'm like, this is going to be great. There's going to be Nando's everywhere. You know, I'm really looking forward to experiencing where it's come from and stuff. Go there. There is not. One Nando's in Portugal. Oh, it's oh, a fabric. myth. It's a myth for anyone out there who just thinks I want to go. They don't even have peri peri chicken. They don't even have peri peri chicken. It just doesn't even exist. So that was know. your culture
1: shock. Yeah, oh, no, no, <laughs> there's no Nando's in on, Portugal.
3: On, there's, no, there's no Nando's in Portugal. If anyone wants to go there and eat peri peri chicken,
1: don't don't bother. What do you eat for like a a cheap meal or like a, just a quick meal? Are they like the Every certain day chain? Is a
4: cheap meal. So street but, food or restaurant? Yeah, food? like uh, restaurant food. We we ate out lunch dinner. Every day,
2: we didn't have one meal at home. Yeah, really. No. My my culture shock was probably Rome. I had three days in Rome by myself, and I'm like, I'm gonna go full full tourist full, mode here. Yeah, and um, obviously my family's Italian, and my sisters have been there, and that was like incredible. Like, we probably didn't do too much tourist stuff when when I was with these boys in the end, but like St. Peter's was the most like incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's a church, yeah. is it? Yeah, Peter- <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, no, St. Peter's like, Basilica. It was Is just it? like the, was how it? grand it was. I know, like just knowing that it's been there for like hundreds or thousands of years or whatever, yeah. I feel like seeing that in the Coliseum was probably something that you never see a lot in Australia especially. Um, yeah, so I, I reckon that that was probably like my culture culture shock over in Italy, hometown. Home beach or mountains?
0: Beach, beach or for beach. me. Beach, beach for me. For me. Yeah, yeah beach, beach for me.
2: I only got cities. I didn't get to the beach in Europe. Disappointing. Yeah. You didn't
0: get to the beach at all. No, so I, well, I kind of just was... wanted
2: to tack on to these boys' trip. Right. So, yeah, I was more like
3: hitting cities. Because we were in yeah. the beaches for probably three yeah. months straight before Dan got there, and then it was time to
4: head north. And because we had so many people tag on, we had that's probably what cost us a lot of money, was accommodating to other people and having to fly somewhere. So we spent a lot more money doing that.
1: You were talking about um, Tommy Sheridan and his chest before. How did you go with, like, the rig? Were there any health checks or, like, do you eat a salad <laughs> one day or you're on the beers pro- almost every day. Like, how do you keep that in check? Do you go for a run or you are too buggered?
3: Uh, yeah. Um, uh, there was some health issues. Um. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, the whole time there was health issues. But yeah. uh, the specific, it definitely got worse uh, in um, Greece um, when we were in Paros for me. um. What do you mean? Well, we—I um, don't know whether we want to go
5: here.
3: <laughs> no, I, I want to go here. No, it's fine. It's fine. Well, we were—I was with Tommy again, and and Jordan was actually really sick this day. Yeah, and um, we're at this beach club. Uh, I think it's called Cabana in Paros. Paros, best island in Greece. If everyone who wants to go there, that's the best island Paros. to go to in Greece. Yeah, yep. cheapest. Like everywhere else is—I didn't really rate, but Paros was the, the best one for me. You anyway, know, Jordan was asleep, in the, the um, beach club we were at looked over the bay in Paros. And our hotel was directly on the other side. And on this day, like this big black plume of smoke started coming up across the bay, right where our hotel was. And Jordan was sick and he wouldn't answer his phone. We thought our hotel was on fire. (laughs) Oh my God, Jordan's dead. Like we're trying to call him, wouldn't answer for like three hours. Turns out the restaurant in front of our hotel was on fire. It was a kitchen fire. Luckily it wasn't us. Anyway, we met these girls and we ended up going out that (laughs) night. And um, (laughs) on the way home, it was me, Tommy and the girls. These girls, like she... She tried to race me. Like she did, like a little ten meter sprint. Oh, right. Foot race. Yeah, foot race. And I'm sort of trying to keep her there. And I said, "What you want to race?" And she goes, "Yeah, let's race." And I'm like, "All right, let's go." I'm thinking,
4: "Well, surely I'm going to beat you. Oh. It's like three a.m. as well. Yeah, and then Can you so- back yourself as a bit of an athlete.
3: Well, yeah, I, I'm probably. I'm all, I'm all right. I'm all off. I'm like well. I think I've got this in the bag, hopefully. And I was, I mean, me and her were getting along. It so in, it was I was in
4: the 4x100 relay team.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's <exactly>. cool. <laughs> yeah. I needed to, you know, I'm, I needed to impress something. I'm like, yeah, this would be good. I'll show you how quick I <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not let her win. <laughs> and then we go down to the
3: street. And you know what? Tommy Sheridan's like, he clears the whole street of Paris. Main Street of Paris cleared out. <laughs> Massive Sh- crowd. Shoes are off. The shoes are off. And um, it's, yeah, oh, it's 3 a.m.
5: Disaster. Ready,
3: set, go. Tommy's got the footage of it. We're going. <sighs> I'm probably at the 65 metre mark, I reckon. I was in front, but like only by half a metre. She was right on me. <laughs> and then I've just gone, I'm giving, I, I couldn't have gone any harder if I tried, I was giving it absolutely everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've just gone, oh no, bang, this massive thing just went in my leg oh. and then the hands start going and I hit the deck after the finish line. She beats me by about two metres and then everyone's going laughing at me, get up, get up. And I'm going, nah, boys i've seriously hurt myself you're like oh, i can't get up and they're like you've just got beaten like come on stop putting it on i'm like this isn't it. put on tommy would have had no remorse oh and then i'm trying to walk home like i'm like i just got beaten you know i'm never going to sprint again after that like i've got no confidence left and then we go there later we keep we go home and then the next day i wake up because the boys still think i'm putting it on and um i've got a photo here i can show you oh. of my leg i think i'm gonna need to probably have Give, surgery. Us a look, give us a look at the. <laughs> but phone. that's the we'll next
0: day the of the bruising. Round. Oh, a little bit of a bruising hamstring. So oh, it was a hammy. That was groin. I think no, it's, that's it's a groin. I think that's a groin. That's a groin. groin, groin for, went around the back. But. Well, he still can't. My whole can leg barely work. Work now. Yeah, yeah
3: well, it's, it's, I'm still in pain now, and this is this is three one, later, of the, so. one of the things I would have thought he would have done over there is
0: <laughs> Strain <laughs> your groin or hamstring or quad or something. Get get beaten by yeah. But didn't she she. Um, well, yeah, she used,
3: yeah she, used to be, she used to be a professional runner for Australia, which I didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know she, right. was, she was the triple jumper for Australia and was all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So oh, she didn't tell me that. She, was, she would have been rub- rubbing her hands together going, I've got this bloke. This is going
1: to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
5: so. were, there,
1: were there any moments for just a bit of me time? What, what, would, what would you do just to get away from each other for, for a moment or two? I you sort of can't.
4: You can't. Like, he's tripped to Malta. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the only way I could get My away. Scubaid, I think that was probably the only me time we had. Yeah, unless unless you try to go on like a date or something with someone who you know,
3: like during the day. Like Jordan tried to do that, you um, know, after we went to where was that? Belgium.
4: Uh, yeah, Belgium. What happened there? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so we went to a day party the day before, and by the way, we clocked up sixty-six thousand steps that day. Yeah, that's was the biggest b- day. It was we've pretty had, impressive. Yeah. Um, and we got home sort of mid-morning the next day, pretty tired, and I knew the next the next night was going to be a, a ride-off. So I got on Hinge. Same so, yeah. as every other night. <laughs> Try and, no, as in we're not going to go. swapping away every out, day. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Um, so organize a date, eight p.m. I'm like, cambio. It's like two, two p.m. or something. I'm like, I'm going to go have a nap. Make sure I'm awake by six thirty. I'll have a beer with you and then I'll go. Anyway, I wake up. It's seven past eight. At that. I'm seven minutes late for this day. So I'm like. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> Kevin, you've meant to wake me up. Yeah, I got the blame. Yeah. So it was his fault. I had three alarms. None of them went off. Um, and so I messaged her quickly, said, uh, I'm on the way. I'll be there in you know, 15. She's like, uh, have you actually left or not? I'm like, oh, I'm about to leave. I'll be there. Anyway, she's like, I go there. She's not there. I waited about half an hour, had a beer. Talk to her. She's back and forth. She like, to me
0: like she was lukewarm on you.
4: <laughs> yeah, she was way too good for me, but I still got it. Um, <laughs> and basically, she sent me a message, a long winded message, saying how rude it was and that we better not cross paths and all I this stuff. So I agree. it didn't. It didn't go very well.
3: <laughs> yeah, the French. Yeah. She was they yeah like French, like French French
0: German or something, and she. Didn't really like the way I was acting. That's fair enough. (laughs) Um, uh, When you do all this stuff and you're thinking a week ahead, are you booking stuff a week ahead or are you just turning up to these places? Well, well, I was head of logistics, which
1: was
4: planes, buses, trains. What was Jordan head of? I was head of accommodation and party. (laughs) (laughs) And they were two invaluable things. And
3: logistics didn't go that well at some points. If if you're booking, if you're going to go on the fly, like two days before you want to go somewhere you just get stung the prices just go right. massively so you, you can you can it works pretty well cuz you have got more flexibility cuz you book as you go you're like oh, i like this place more you can stay there for you know another yep. couple of days or you can leave early if you don't so we found about the sweet spot was like four or five days before you want to go somewhere book wherever you, like the you transport to get there which was yep. logistics and, and Jordan was you know in charge of the accommodation so what were you mainly using
4: uh well At the start, we were using Hostel World because we were doing a lot of hostels, but once the boys got there, we got a taste for the good life and it was more just booking.com and Airbnb (laughs) and we didn't really stay in a hostel after Croatia.
3: Yeah. Some of the best hostels I'd say would be uh, Yellow Square in Rome. That was very good. And also Kabul in uh, Barcelona as another- It was full of Aussies though. Yeah. But like good fun, yeah. big hostels. It, um,
1: th- that's a funny thing. When you say um, full of Aussies, do you go overseas like and do you relish in meeting a fellow Australian or are you like, oh, not at, another one?
4: At the start, we did not want to see them and we, they were just everywhere, they were unavoidable. But then towards <laughs> the end when like you go a couple of days without seeing one, you're sort of like, where are they? Yeah, <laughs> where you, are we? Because <laughs> you, know, you know they're going to be a good time. and yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there an underrated spot? or an underrated nightclub, or an underrated something that you did? Was there was there anything like that where you, you went there expecting less, but you actually got more? Was there, Dion, is there something that took your fancy?
2: Yeah, mine was probably Copenhagen. So we, we had about two days to um, get to Munich. So like, oh, what do we do? We're not going to stay in, in Prague. I, I hated Prague. It was, too boring. Nothing to do. We just looked at the so, astronomical clock. We were there. We were there mid-week, <laughs> mid so
4: off-peak, so there wasn't
0: much going on. Yeah.
2: So, um, so we went to Copenhagen for two days, and it was over the weekend, which probably helps it. But Copenhagen was unbelievable. I thought it was. So you went there expecting the best, nothing, and all, expecting all of a sudden, nothing. Yeah, 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 just I know it was like heaps of young people. It was a bit of like a um, restauranty cafe, just casual vibe oh, Copenhagen in, dress really is nice. in De- Yeah, in Denmark good looking Sorry. girls, good looking girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah in Denmark yeah. and um yeah Copenhagen was probably the one where I wasn't expecting anything and then probably probably one of my favourite well you reckon you're going sports. back there every year don't you yeah I think about moving there once <laughs> I'm done <laughs> is the me. rap on
1: Scandinavia that it's still really expensive is that yeah yeah compared to other places in Europe it was expensive
0: it was all pretty expensive. Pretty much every we went
3: was expensive except for Albania.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's my take on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So was Albania the uh, the underrated spot for you, Jordan and Josh? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It so, because
4: yeah. it was cheap, it was
3: cheap, beautiful yeah. food. Like even like people were hit. You, you touched on it before. What about you know, men not that being look like so, they want yeah, to kill Yeah, no. You, though. Yeah, no. That's what I'm going to say. Like I think they've all left the country. Yeah, no. like, there's people. There's people just, it the has this reputation that like it's dangerous, and the men you know watch out for the local men and stuff, but. I met so many travellers in Albania, girls on their own, who were hitchhiking up and down the coast of Albania oh. and, and they felt as safe as they were in any other country. Um, so I, I think they want the tourism there. They want the economy to start building and stuff and, and it's all there. The beaches are some of the best, like we
0: saw, so, some of the best in the world. So great visually and cheap as well at the moment. And at the, the moment, weather's yeah. amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. you, you spent a lot of time in Turkey. What, mm. what, what was going on in Turkey? What was that because of the to. Schengen visa stuff? Is that why you spent so much time yes. out of the yeah. EU? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, yeah, we'll try well, to get because you need a visa yeah. if you're yeah. going
3: to be in the Schengen for, for more than three months. And we're obviously the way for longer than that. So strategically, we thought we'll go to Turkey for a bit because it's out of it. And Albania was out of it as and, well. Yeah. And Albania. Yeah. So that's why we went to sort of those two places. And they're sort of, they're nearly the two, you know, they're not like a top handful of countries that we went to. Yeah. Turkey's there's so much to there. Jordan was yeah. there for four weeks. I was there for three because I went to Malta. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> it's such that, a, that whole Malta experiment, <laughs> experiment, keep, keep experiment brought up. really cost you, did it? <laughs> no, it did cost me, yeah. <laughs> I had a nice hotel booked and everything and then I just sat sat down on my own going, oh, Where's Jordan? You could, got <laughs> you could have got your open water diving
0: certificate like me. But <laughs> yeah. did you bring anyone? Bring a souvenir home? Did you bring? I was going to say like- they spent
1: four, in it, well in excess of forty grand. You reckon you mm-hmm. could have spared a fridge magnet for Brian yeah. or Tang? I or actually bought a fridge oh, magnet. I, I didn't have enough room in my bag. I, I brought a-
2: in Prague. They have those dolls. You know the dolls where like you yeah. take them out Go the and little one inside. Oh, yeah. So my sister went there, I think about ten years ago, and she brought me home a Gold Coast one. So mm-hmm. there's you walk in this shop and there's AFL, NRL um NFL college football and they're all just these little Where's dolls this in Prague. I'm yeah. not sure what they're called. They're just like <laughs> the ones like they're wooden. Take the big one off and there's a little yeah. one inside. Yeah, there is so a name the, for
0: those. I don't know what it
2: in is. In the Gold Coast one I'm the I'm the smallest. I'm the little one. So, yeah. so
4: Dion went to Europe and came home with a souvenir of himself. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So I <laughs> went I'm like, oh, I'll get the Richmond one. I think An Tim, AFL souvenir. Tim Toronto's <laughs> there in, in the top one. I'm, I'm not the smallest in that one. Which is, did did which any of got, you, um, you fall home.
0: or use the line, um, number one, you know, when you're in a situation there that Dion, I'm probably more aiming at you or Tommy Sheridan, <laughs> use the line that I was. An AFL footballer, or, or, um, nah, we we got videos up a couple of
3: times. Yeah, we we? were we were more stitching him up, telling everyone, Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he plays AFL.
4: We would just show the video of him getting knocked out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's the first video we go to. Yeah, this is him
3: playing, and then he just gets knocked out. (laughs) (laughs) Good friends, it didn't
1: seem to work either. So, um. We know, we, we know Jordan has many vices, but um, he told me that oh, he's a vapor, very bad habit. Um, he, he struggled could, to get a I vape in recently. Europe. What, what's the go there? And then he searched Turkey for about three weeks to find a market that had vapes. He asked me to bring six over. When, <laughs> you know, there's no chance of winning them. And he brought none. So why can't you get vapes in Europe? What's, or are they just oh, you really can, expensive? They're
4: just, they're just shocking. They're like 2%. No kick to them. Yeah, it's like sucking <laughs> air. It's like sucking air. Yeah, it's like sucking what air. What are you doing, vape? Yeah, oh, God. Everyone smokes all vapes over there. You just have to get on the train. Yeah, I ended up on the darts.
0: Did you? Darts, yeah. not
4: the vapes. Nah, well, everyone
3: in Europe smokes. So, like, and, uh, you know, I had the occasional vape in in, uh, in Melbourne. And then I got over <laughs> there and everyone's just smoking. And it's full of a packet over there. <laughs> yeah. So, and like, and everyone's smoking in the clubs and stuff. And then, you know, it's, you know, you're in the smokers and you're meeting people and things. So I was just, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to shake it now. Now that I'm back. <laughs> yeah, um, because they're like sixty dollars over here,
4: so no, no more of that. I'm um, about 14 hours clean. I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Are there any other last stories or thoughts from the trip that you want to you want to get off your chest or confess? Confessions? You don't have um, to. I don't know
2: if I've got just any I've got. confessions. I haven't got much. I've nah, none. Probably things things you learnt maybe. Yeah, but challenges. Mine was probably people who travel by by themselves. Unbelievable. Like
0: what do you mean? I did, like people like,
2: who can just go by themselves stay in a hostel on their own. Oh, you find that unbelievable. Unbelievable to do. I did that for a month. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I did three days and I was just like, can't wait to see people that I know. Or like if someone come and and spoke to me, I'm like, this is the best ever. (laughs) (laughs) Something that I probably took from the lifestyle of Australians versus
3: like Europeans for me was um, I noticed a lot that um, everyone in Europe is, because it's so older and stuff, all all the, you know, the towns and, Um, the cities are so developed that everyone's lived in, you know, you're there for a long time. It's not a developing country like Australia where, where we're expanding and everyone's trying to make more and build more. So everyone's a lot more relaxed and just happy to just chill and they're they're, they're happy where they are. Yeah. Yeah, They don't need to go and buy another house. You know, they're happy with what they've got. They enjoy life a lot more and you know, everyone's, you know, Doing things and not everyone's as stressed about you know. So we're in a race here. Yeah, we're mm. in a race
4: here, and it's, mm. you don't have that over there. It doesn't feel mm. like that at all. It's my sort of lifestyle. Nothing happens before ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's awake at three a.m. Yeah. and I love yeah, there's that. No
0: point getting up at seven. And most people don't work. All <laughs> well, they, they work. Exactly. They're having
4: a rosé at eleven thirty, and I'm like, this is yeah. this is me.
0: There's literally
2: so, no, no point being up in the morning. There. Yeah. Like like coffee shops aren't even open. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So Dion's going back to a life of football and then going to progress and Josh is going back to a life of building. And Jordan? I'm on holidays. <laughs> so no, I'm going
4: back to work tomorrow. You're going back to work yeah, tomorrow. back to WA. Finally. In the mines. Been six time. months. Off. Hard work. All right, how do we
0: wrap this yeah, up? Yeah, before How's we it? wrap
1: up, I just want to do one thing. Obviously, we're brought to you by Grimley's here at the Life of Brian. Of course we are. And Grimley's their their point of uh, difference is that they go above and beyond the call of duty. When has someone gone or who went above and beyond in this European trip?
0: A, an above
1: and
4: beyond,
0: above and beyond moment. moment. Did well, any, I'd say do
4: anything for each other. I'd say that my friend Zach
1: uh, brought vapes over for me, so he went above <laughs> and beyond for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this was another mate that joined you on the trip. What trip. about you, John? Anyone, anyone bow you out?
3: Um, I would say Geordie went above and beyond to find parties. He, <laughs> he was researching them for four hours a day and i got to give it to him. Every party he found, it was like this is yeah. the place to be in the whole city. So I found parties that no one knew could, about. If anyone, wants, if anyone wants to sniff out a party in Europe and you're going, hit Jordan up
5: yeah.
0: and I'm sure he'll find you the place <laughs> to go. What about you, dude? Is there a and? Beyond right. moment for you, or is that too hard for you thinking at the moment? <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't know. I feel – I traveled there by myself. That was a bit above and beyond. Yeah, <laughs> but I was
0: desperate to get there, that's for sure. Ideal um, trip length. So you guys, Jordan, you went for how long?
3: Four and a half. Josh? Yeah, same. Dion?
4: I was three and a half weeks. Okay. I'd say between three and four months. Anything less than three, I feel like you're not seeing enough. Mm. Um, more than four, you start to get a bit tired. Yep. with the way we did it. Yeah, because okay. you, you're travelling, you know, you're hitting a
3: new place every three, four days, and that ends up taking its toll on you after a while. And, and by I went to Bali on the way home, so I was just keen to sit on a beach on the way home. that broke up the trip, beautiful Bali, on the way home for a couple of weeks, just relax, reset. And
0: so should the trip all be in peak time or should it overlap the non-peak? So you get, say, two months in peak and one month in non-peak or all in peak? It depends what you want. I'd yeah. say peak the whole time. Yeah, uh, it de- yeah, it, it depends. Like if you want to go over there and,
3: and do something every day, I'd be definitely say And go you
0: need 50 grand, yeah? to uh, do three months. Plus.
4: We were hearing people doing it for like 15, 20 grand, three months, but I just- They would have had Everyone, you were everyone no, talks it down how much it having cost. no fun. Like, I feel
3: like people don't want to say how much they actually spent. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. You were having no fun spending 20 I grand.
1: obviously had no fun. I did Europe in 2017 and Nepal, which was really cheap, and I was probably gone for three and a half months and probably would have spent 25, 30 grand. That sums you up. No fun.
3: Yeah. No. <laughs> we, we were saying yes to everything. Every day we were- Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were. We were yeah, you
1: guys get sucked week. in too easy. Anyway, um, brought to you by Grimleys. Go to grimleys.com.au for delivery you can count on. Thank you so much, boys, for Thanks coming on
0: to Dion, Josh, and Jordan. Yep. Nice to have you here, boys. Thank and you. Um, for Jordan, us. it's time to get back to work, mate. It's the life of reality. It's time to <laughs> uh, find a job. Find. He's got a job. A few got other job. things, and get on with life. Save for the next trip. <laughs> yep. All see right, you, boys. See Thank you. you. Yep.